This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. everyone it's time for ham talk live we're on episode number 274 some new kits with joe eisenberg recorded live on thursday september 30th 2021 i am your host neil rapp wb9 vpg thanks for tuning in to this episode of ham talk live tonight we're joined once again by joe eisenberg k0neb and we'll take your calls live a little later on in the show Last week, Vance Martin, N3VEM, was here to talk about some Parks on the Air stuff and the new monthly POTA update. So if you missed that, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And don't forget, you can catch the rebroadcast of Ham Talk Live on WTWW. That's 5085 on your AM dial. Saturday afternoons at about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So get your questions ready to go. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can give us a call later on in the show. I'll go ahead and give you the phone number so you can have it ready to go. It's not time to call just yet, but uh, I'll give you the number so you have it. It's 859-982-7373. Again, the phone number 859 859- Nine eight two seventy three seventy three. You can also tweet us. Uh, it's at Ham Talk Live on Twitter, and if you are on Spreaker, you can type in the comments, and uh, we'll get your thoughts and questions tonight. And I'll be back with Joe to do that and uh, talk to him about some new kits and some new tools right after this word from Icom America right here on Ham Talk Live. Contest remotely or from the comfort of your own home. ICOM has the perfect base station ready for action. The IC9700, IC7610, and the IC7300 SDR transceivers are top of the line and are the first choice for contesters across the globe. Robust base stations like these cut through pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Stay connected and keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver brings direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. Faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. It has a 4.3-inch color TFT LCD screen, real-time high-speed spectrum scope and waterfall display, smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels in full duplex in satellite mode, and dual watch operation. 
The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR can pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. This High-performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. With RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD card slot. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. It's not the amount of power, it's the size of our tower. Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tonight, Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Hotline. And thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show, as always. Check them out at icomamerica.com slash amateur. Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, is from Lincoln, Nebraska, and is uh, well known for his kit building expertise. He joins us regularly on the show to talk about some kits, um, and occasionally this picture shows of Hamvention. He is the uh, longtime kit-building editor over at CQ Magazine, and uh, often makes presentations and offers kit builds at Hamfest conventions and club meetings, and uh, if you see him around Dayton, he's, he's the guy wearing that Dr. Seuss hat. So, Joe, welcome back. Thanks for coming on again to talk about some new stuff. Well, thank you, Neil. Always a pleasure to be on the show and uh, uh, always enjoy uh, being here. Um, I have some new kits to talk about, some that aren't even available yet and some that are uh, uh, out now and some that have been around a while that you might consider to have some fun with as well. Um, First off, I'd like to mention that... um, in a couple weeks, uh, two weeks from Friday is the beginning of Pacificon, and that's out in California, and I will be there. And uh, I will be uh, not only giving my kit building talk, I will be helping Gordon West uh, do his demonstration at, at Gordo's Breakfast, and I'm also going to be helping uh, with some hands-on kit building. And then in the evening, I will be participating in the group kit building uh, at the QRP activities at Pacificon, part of which uh, they're asking us to uh, assemble a receiver kit. It's a regenerative 40-meter uh, receiver kit. And I'm mostly done with everything but the toroid on that. And uh, that one is not for sale, but uh, is going to be kind of part of a competition at the QRP events, and we'll build a matching transmitter there and a programmable code practice set that sends messages and things like that uh, will be things that we're going to be building there. So Pacificon, I'm going to be really busy, uh, so I really, really hope that those of your listeners who are on the West Coast uh, that 
are planning on being at Pacificon, uh, if they see me walking around to say hi, I'll be easily identifiable with the call sign mask and the ball cap. Uh, I don't wear the cat in the hat anywhere but Dayton. So uh, uh, Pacificon is going to be fun to uh, get out and about. Um, so first off, uh, there's a couple of new kits that are are on the horizon from the four state QRP group. Uh, one of which is a cricket. Now we have the 80, 30, and 40 meter versions of this kit. Uh, there is a new one uh, that is uh, being uh, designed as and modified from the previous kits by NV5F Virginia and Texas. And it is a one watt CW transceiver that has a straight key and everything built onto it. And, uh, it runs on a single nine volt battery. And just flip the switch on and plug it into an antenna and a headset and away you go. And, uh, they have a very unusually sensitive receiver for a simple kit like this. Uh, and I'm able to hear S1, S2 signals just fine with no trouble at all on it. And you don't have to wind toroids because the coils are etched onto the board in a spiral. Very unique design and very easy to build. And it's, it's kind of a good beginner's kit as well. Um, let's see. Um, there's a, another kit that will be coming out also from the same source and, uh, uh, from four state. And it's going to be kind of a new version of the old Heathkit CR1 crystal radio. And the newer version of this will have a, uh, set of binding posts that you can put your own different detector diodes or a coherer or a cat's whisker, uh, or a razor blade detector. Uh, you can try any kind of detector you want. But this is a very high Q crystal set. It was very popular in the 50s and 60s when Heathkit sold these. And uh, so he's kind of reproducing that and improving on it even more. So it's going to be a, a fun kit that will also be available through Forstate. Um We'll talk here a little bit about uh, uh, some tried-and-true kits. Uh, one of them is uh, I have one that I picked up, and I couldn't believe my fortune on this. It's a WM2 by Oak Hills Radio, and they do not put this kit out anymore because the uh, person that ran Oak Hills Radio passed away. And it's a analog meter. And it's a it's a watt meter, and it's got forward and reflected uh, watt and everything meter? on it. Yeah, it's a watt meter. A, a watt for, meter. Uh, yep. Watt meter. <laughs> and it's oh, uh, a watt meter. That's right. And it's got a ten watt, one watt, and one hundred milliwatt full scale on it. Uh, runs on a nine volt battery or an external power supply. And so I'm going to be using that quite a bit also uh, in my uh, kit builds and stuff. Just put a dummy load on it and a piece of coax, and we can test things with it. So that's going to become instrumental in what I do. Now, nobody has taken over the Oak Hills radio kits yet, so we don't know if it's going to be available in the future, but I'm hopeful. Um, let's see. Another kit that I... Uh, I ran into when I was in Peoria at the Hamfest 
uh, a little over a week ago is a uh, Super TV Be Gone kit, and it was put out by Make Magazine. It is sold now on Adafruit, ADA Fruit is basically the way you spell that, on Adafruit. And it's like $19, $19 or $20, something like that. And what it is is it's got uh, uh, 8-pin microprocessor on it, runs on two AA batteries, and it's got four very high-intensity uh, infrared LEDs, and they're at two different wavelengths of infrared. And uh, the reason for that is certain remote controls for mm-hmm. TV sets use the different wavelengths. And what it does is it sends the turn-on, turn-off codes uh, in sequence of about every major make and model of television. Uh, it takes it about a minute and a half to get through all the codes, but in the first few seconds, most of the common ones get sprayed out. And this thing... Uh, this particular kit here goes at least 100 feet. So if there's a TV that's being obnoxious, uh, you can turn it off or turn it back <laughs> on from a long distance away. I don't recommend doing this in, in department stores or sports bars or uh, <laughs> other public venues that have a lot of TVs uh, because you'll get caught because – most surveillance cameras, when they see the high-power infrared, it shows up as a bright uh, white or purple uh, flame coming out of your hand uh, because they're sensitive to that. And you can try that with your cell phone, unless it's an iPhone, which aren't as sensitive. Uh, most of the Android phones, if you uh, point a TV remote control, you'll see a flickering purple light. Uh, in your camera. Uh, but if you turn this thing on, it's just blinding to your phone. And so you can imagine what it's doing with TV sets uh, 100 feet away. It can turn them off. It is this a good kind of reminds me of, the, of another kit. What was that? This kind of reminds me of, an, of a very famous kit from, from back in the day. It kind of reminds me of the Zapper. Because um, the zapper the would just would just send out radar signals everywhere, and so radar detectors would start going off everywhere and just mess with those. So now you've got like an infrared zapper. Yeah, exactly. And actually, somebody said that uh, it might affect um, police radars because most of them don't use RF-based radar anymore. They yeah, use infrared true. lasers, and if if it sees this, it probably overloads it. Uh, it'd be interesting to try it, uh, but uh, it's possible this might overload those as well. But uh, it runs on three volts, and uh, it it does its thing. It will turn off that TV set from a long ways away and turn it back on. And it's great for diffusing arguments at restaurants and things like that when they're <laughs> showing political programming of one side or the other uh you can quiet it down by uh, popping the tv off so it's called the super tv be gone kit and it's available through adafruit and amazon or tv be gone with uh, the letters tvb and then the word gone.com uh 
you can get it there as well. So it's a it's a fun kit, very simple to build, and even a beginning builder won't spend more than about a half an hour or so putting it together. Um, there's a new kit uh, from India that I recently got, and I have not assembled it yet. And it's called the Easy Bit X single sideband transceiver kit and it comes with the case for $95 and it has uh, a two-line LCD display uh, kind of like the original micro bit X and uh, it is a single sideband transceiver I don't know exactly how much power it puts out I'll have to look it up I think it's about three to five watts something like that but it's a very simple single sideband transceiver, and you could probably use it on things like FT8 and things like that. Um, but it's a it's a great way to get started building kits too. But it's it's a lot more complicated than let's say the uh, Cricut kit, which I think would be an easier introduction to transceiver. So I would call this a more advanced kit. But they call it the Easy Bit X SSB transceiver, and it comes from amateurradiokits.in.in because it's from India, amateurradiokits.in. And you go to the uh, uh, webpage and it says IN Kits, in Kits. And uh, they have a lot of cases and things, uh, accessories for the uh, micro bit X that the other guy puts out from India. Um, if you want information on the QRP watt meter, um, it's at morsex, M-O-R-S-E-X dot com. And uh, you can look up the uh, WM2 QRP watt meter kit. It is not available right now, but hopefully it will be. And uh, let's see, what else do we have for kits? Um there are uh, a couple other uh, more advanced versions of the micro bit X coming. Uh, I don't know a lot about them, but I'm sure that once I do, I will let you know because those are fun. The micro bit X version six uh, only take, took me about 45 minutes to assemble, did not have to solder anything. And uh, you basically uh, put the parts in the box and plug them in and uh, do a slight adjustment to calibrate it, and you have an all-band, uh, sideband, and CW transceiver. So lots and lots of things in the kit world, Neil. Yeah, lots of, lots of cool stuff coming out, and uh, thanks for uh, letting us know about those. And uh, if you're interested in... Uh, in those, we can uh, we can get you some links to uh, to all of that stuff. Um, I know you've also um, got a hold of some new uh, new soldering tools and kit building tools. So tell us about those. All right. Um, what's interesting is uh, there's been a lot of lesser expensive but highly controlled soldering stations that are available online, uh, and I found some at Hamfest, but. Uh, I try to look for tools that are easy for people to find. And by far, the one of the more universal stores to find inexpensive tools has been Harbor Freight. But up until now, they've basically had the highly unregulated $7, $8 type soldering pencil, 
which, you know, if you're soldering a PL259 or something, you know, that might work. But it's really not designed for fine work on circuit boards. Uh, the temperature is not controlled and uh, the tip gets corroded very easily on those and just does not do a good job. Uh, so I always recommend temperature-controlled soldering stations. And kind of the rule of thumb is if it keeps the temperature within plus or minus 2 degrees Celsius, it's probably pretty good. Well, Harbor Freight has such a tool, and it's $49.95. And it's called the Schneider 5-50 to 50 Watt Soldering Station. And it's in stock in most of the stores. I checked uh, online, and they do have them around here, and I have one of these things. It's forty nine ninety nine. Um, and it is analog. Uh, in fact, uh, the power supply, you can feel it's got a good-sized transformer in there. Uh, a lot of soldering stations now are switching supplies. Uh, this particular one is analog and does not have a digital display, and it does not have the auto cool-down feature that a lot of soldering stations have now. But this one has a nice stand. Uh, with a sponge so you can clean the tip and it, it holds the, the handpiece quite nicely. Um, and like I said, it's an analog dial, so you set it for about 630 degrees and, and away you go. Um, you can replace the uh, handpiece. It plugs into the front. Uh, so for forty nine ninety nine at Harbor Freight, uh, that's a pretty good deal. And I found it to work quite well. I used it at two different group kit builds, and people got their hands on it. And uh, I'd say it works pretty good. It even comes with three different soldering tips. So once again, the Schneider 5 to 50 watt soldering station, that will be featured, I think, in my November column in CQ. Um, yeah, it's always good to tool. know where you can go grab one because – you know, we've we've got some of our for other soldering irons and stations that are kind of been our, our favorites, but but you know, if you need something in a pinch, why <laughs> it's nice to know well, that somebody has them. Yeah, that's why I say that. In fact, uh, by far my my favorite are the Extronic ones, which come from here because they have digital display. They even have board holders now in the newer versions. Uh, they have a solder roll holder, and they're a lot lighter than this thing. And uh, but they are a little more expensive. They're about sixty dollars, um, and uh, um, they have automatic cool down, and uh, they come right back up right away. And I know you guys had just a wonderful experience with the Xtronic USA soldering stations at yep. Yoda. In fact, they uh, donated those, and that's that's a wonderful thing for a local Lincoln, Nebraska company to do. Absolutely. They, they work really well. Um, but, um, you know, I also made a, a trip to Harbor Freight the day before camp <laughs> to get some tape measures and some other stuff. So it's, like I said, it's nice to know that, you know, there's something there. So if you, you need it, uh, you know, chances are you can, you can run out and pick one up. Yeah, that's the idea because not everybody orders online and stuff. And uh, but I do like the the Xtronic. In fact, I'm going to go out there and take a look and see what's new here uh, pretty shortly, and see what else. Um, they're 
There's also a need for a soldering iron that's not run by AC or batteries. And this is because a lot of times you're outdoors, especially this time of year in the fall where you're fixing your wire antennas and getting them ready for winter. Last winter, we went down to 31 below zero and that was not the wind chill. And this last summer, we went up to 109 degrees. So your wires take a beating. And uh, especially with storms and things like that. So a lot of times you have to solder connectors and splice wire, you know, heavy antenna wires and stuff outside. Well, your soldering station, like we were talking about, is not the appropriate tool for that because it cannot deliver the amount of heat that you need to solder thick antenna wire. So uh, I always recommend a gas-powered soldering iron for that. And the reason is, is that once you get it started... Uh, wind going by it doesn't necessarily blow it out. It may make it even hotter. Uh, and Harbor Freight has one of those too for twenty four ninety nine, and uh, it has things so you can use it as a torch and other things as well as a soldering iron. And for twenty five bucks, that's it's quite a deal. You you refill it with your butane cigarette lighter cartridge thing, or you you it's like a an aerosol and you poke it in the bottom and you fill it up and it has the striker inside it so that you don't need to mess with flints or get a spark from the cap or something like that or use a match to get it started. Uh, It has its own internal uh, piezo type spark generator and the good thing about this is it generates more than 75 watts of heat. Actually, it's 100 or so more. And that's what you're going to need outside, especially this time of year when you're trying to heat up that wire and get that solder to flow real nicely. So you get a really good connection. So you're not going to get any noise or anything like that. And that wire is going to hold up when you uh, uh, splice it for the winter. Couple of excellent, uh, excellent tools there uh, for getting everything kind of ready for fall. I know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of panicking. I need to get some antennas up here before uh, winter gets here, um, so I can have something to use this winter. So uh, it's uh, good timing to uh, to know about those because uh, yeah, you got to do some soldering outdoors too. All right, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some more kits and kit building and uh, all that kind of thing and take your phone calls at 859-982-7373. We'll give that number out some more, and we'll also check the tweets and the messages uh, right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s? Anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. 
And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. I'm Scott, KB9AMM of Tower Electronics. I like the PL259 connector so much, I bought the company. Tower Electronics, coming to a ham fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL259 connectors? Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Here's the snap. Rap takes the rig. He breaks through the pileup. He's on 80. Now 40. Now 20. 15. 10. 2 meters. Touchdown. Ham Talk Live. We are back. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight. They bring you Ham Talk Live each and every week. They will be in Belton, Texas this weekend, October 2nd. And then they're off to Florida, Crestview, Florida, October 9th, where you can visit them online at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at HamTalkLive.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And before we get back to Joe, it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. My wife said I was spending far too much time inside on the radios and wanted me to take up a new hobby, so she thought of astronomy and bought me a telescope. I told her I'd look into it. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's going to look into it. Uh, have, have you done any astronomy, Joe? Actually, yeah. Um, there is a place called the Branched Oak Observatory here in Lincoln. It's actually northwest of town at Branched Oak Lake. And it sits on the property that's owned by our Nebraska section manager, Matt, K-A-0-B-O-J. And it has a domed observatory and another building where the roof retracts uh, horizontally. And uh, uh, it has a small library and video center. And then it has a classroom, a large uh, classroom there uh, for STEM activities. 
And a few weeks ago, they had what's called the Star BQ, which uh, they bring out food trucks and stuff. And and you look at the sun and see sunspots and things like that. And as soon as the sun goes down, you can see Mars and Jupiter and Venus and things like that. And lots of neat things. I saw nebulas, the Dumbbell Nebula and things like that. And... Uh, they have a new radio shack there that has dual dipoles for 20 megs, and that is so that they can listen to the signals from Jupiter, and uh, they call it the Radio Jove Project, and they are also putting in a 9700, and they're going to set up for moon bounce and uh, different other VHF modes, as well as being able to do an ARIS contact uh, for schools. So it's quite a deal and uh, a lot of fun. They have concrete pads there. You can bring your own telescopes out there and enjoy darker skies outside of the city. Well, there you go. Maybe maybe, maybe Rick can look into that. So we'll <laughs> it's quite uh, a deal, actually. Yeah, it sounds, and, sounds really uh, cool. It's, it's a fun place, and like I said, it's run. Uh, uh, at least half of the people involved in it are hams, and it is on the grounds owned by a ham who's our ARL section manager. So it's it's really a fun place to visit, and they have activities all year round. All right, well, let's see who's uh, who's in the uh, chat here tonight, or the, the comments, or whatever you want to call it. We have Chris A four CB who says hello and and sent us the link to the. Uh, to the Adafruit, uh, the uh, TV Be Gone, I think it was. Uh, that, sound, mm-hmm. that actually sounds like a good kid. I may have to go for that one. Uh, Thomas, 86TW, says, hi, Neil. And then Joe's always interesting. So so thanks for being here. And he's a, a, a Ubitix uh, builder. And um, we've got somebody here on, a, on an account. Uh, I don't recognize, but anyway, says Harbor Freight always has some good, some good bargains. So, uh, thanks, uh, everybody for tuning in and, and, and Jill's, Jill's kind of wondering if you, if you caught the joke there, but I, 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 I thought you did. Yep. Yep. That I did. <laughs> that I did. And I'll tell you what, your football segment, I just only wish Nebraska would make touchdowns that easy. <laughs> now, there's a story behind that. I don't know if you, you know this story or not, but but the guy who made that uh, recording for me um, is a former student of mine. Um, I actually got him started doing broadcasting, and uh, he now is a broadcaster for the Big Ten Network. And uh, some other outlets, Westwood One, and and some other places. But but the main reason I had him do that is he is the the announcer voice on the Madden series of uh, of electronic football games. Ah, so, so that's why so, it sounds yeah. familiar. So he's he's been the voice of of Madden football for three or four years now, I think, and. Um, but but yeah, he does uh, a lot of work on on Big Ten and Westwood One, and always enjoy uh, listening to him uh, on on the big time now. After after being on a little uh, public school radio station uh, with me once a week doing a baseball game, well, <laughs> he's come a long way. 
Well, that sounds great. Now, maybe I'll see him uh, doing one of our games on the Big Ten Network. Um, Wouldn't surprise but me. Like I said, like I said, I really hope that uh, we can score at least this weekend uh, at least as good as uh, that call. Well, I, I know that when I left the the family room downstairs, the the Bengals game had just come on because because uh, we're here in Bengals country, so. So that that one's playing right now, but I, I haven't I haven't kept up with it. But anyway, uh, we want to give uh, you a chance to call in and ask some questions or uh, give us some comments. So now is the time to call. So if you have a question for Joe or a comment, give us a call at eight five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three. Again, the phone number is eight five nine. 982-7373 and the phone lines are working tonight we don't have another denial of service attack on our provider thank goodness this week so <laughs> we got through that one uh you can also tweet us it's at ham talk live and if you're listening to us on wtww or on the podcast edition you won't be able to reach us live because we're doing this on thursday night live here so um, so we've caught up with uh, a lot of the comments here on Spreaker. Don't see anything over on Twitter, so we'll stand by the phones. But um, I was hoping uh, Dave Swartz, uh, W0DAS, uh, would have a chance to call in, and he may yet. But um, I just want to mention this, uh, that WWV's 102nd anniversary is coming up. Uh, this weekend, and so the, the WW0WWV um, special event call sign will be on the air this weekend, so make sure you look for them, and then uh, I know RJ um, uh, is going to be out, WY7AA is going to be out uh, doing some satellite activations for that, uh, as well as some uh, W7Y uh, stuff. So, um, make sure you, you check those out. And, and I saw one come across my, my screen the other day and I was so disappointed. I didn't have an antenna up. I saw the WBZ had their 100th anniversary out in Boston and, uh, grew up, uh, listening to them late at night and, and wish I could have, uh, got a hold of that one, but, uh, uh no antennas yet. So, Oh, and Troy well, says they're on forty meters right now. So, so very good. You can pick them up. Well, I can tell you um, one of the things I wanted to recommend before we go is when I fly, uh, I obviously am not going to carry a big Weller soldering station or even one of the Xtronics because it's kind of big. What I use is that they. If you look at it online, you can find a zillion of these things. They're tiny, uh, pencil-sized iron, very small. Uh, and they run off of a small power supply that looks like a laptop supply. And uh, if you look for a TS-100 or um, an OLED, uh, OLED soldering iron, uh, they have different packages of them that have the power supply or don't and things like that and extra tips. And you can get different varieties of these, um, but they all have in common the fact that the digital display is in the handle 
and it has up-down buttons and so forth. And there's a micro USB port on the back, and it has like, I think it's like 16 bytes or whatever of memory. And what you do is you can tell it uh, what temperature you want for the uh, default, uh, what you may want for a high temperature, um, and your uh, cool-off cycle, you know, uh, if it's not being used. Because when you pick it up, it will heat itself right back up, just like the big soldering stations. But when you look at these and see how small and light they are, they are ideal for if you're going to be flying somewhere and you want a uh, soldering iron that is the right type for working on PC boards. So when I build kits at this particular one, since I'm not uh, doing a, a group kit build where I have to supply all the tools like I have before some others, uh, if it's just for me, that's what I'm going to bring along. And so uh, I can put all that into a little box in my uh, suitcase and bring that along. I also, for Pacificon, I'll be bringing along some of my little CW key kits that I've been making with the 3D printer. And they're a lot of fun, and you could do that as a group. And it shouldn't take more than 10 or 15 minutes at the most for each builder to complete a nice, simple CW key. Well, there you go. Now, I, I like that little uh, little soldering iron. That's a great idea. I like may have to check into one of those that's uh yeah it's it's really nice and uh very light very small and very very accurate well while you're talking about traveling one other thing i wanted wanted to talk about tonight here before we go is is, uh, you know uh, the pandemic is is still moving on starting to see uh, a little bit of a uh of a downward trend now uh but it's still still pretty heavy um in a lot of areas um and you know you've been doing some ham fests here and there uh how are the how are the kit builds going in the middle of the the pandemic um they were pretty much non-existent for quite a while and now uh we have a local group that meets between Omaha and Lincoln and we do one about once a month we'll be building stuff uh like i said pacificon is resuming kit builds uh they have a much higher uh vaccination rate and uh uh it seems uh, that I think they still require masks in all the buildings out there. And so uh, they've deemed it safe to do this. And so we will be doing group kit builds there at Pacificon. Um, but most of the time I've been doing them online other than my local club where we've been doing the uh, kit builds. And... Uh, um, uh, mostly through Zoom and things like that. But uh, uh, there's a lot of people been touching base with me uh, about future ham fests and stuff and meetings and doing local kit builds, which I can do a lot easier now because I'm mostly retired and can travel even during the week. So I can get to a club, you know, four or five hours away easily and do one and drive home and things like that. Okay, very good. Okay, well, we're we're just about out of time here, but one thing I wanted to do, uh, because, because I usually get these questions after you're you're on, is 
okay, now what was that kit and where do I get it? So uh, I want to run down uh, where to get this stuff. And already Thomas, AD6TW, says, please post the name of that pencil soldering iron. So so let's make sure we hit that one. And then uh, if you would, just kind of run down uh, where you can get this uh, stuff that we've talked about tonight. Well, the pencil iron, uh, if you look for a TS-100, that's just one of the models of this type of iron. And your Amazon will also show you related items that are competitive ones to it, but that are very similar. And uh, so if you look for the TS-100, and it's not no dash in it, just TS-100 OLED soldering iron, and look for that on Amazon. Uh, the soldering station and the gas-powered soldering tool that we were talking about earlier is Harbor Freight, and it's a Schneider tool. Uh, the TV Be Gone kit is from Adafruit, and the Easy Bits single sideband transceiver kit is available from AmateurRadioKits.in. And the other kits to look for, the new ones, uh, will be at 4SQRP.com, 4SQRP.com, which is the four-state QRP group. All right. Very good. Well, Joe, thank you for uh, letting us know about all this cool new stuff and 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 for making a, a bigger dent in my wallet this week. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I did that because that means we're having fun with amateur radio, and that's what kit building is all about. Uh, absolutely. Well, thanks for for doing that, and uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll put the uh, links in the uh, show description here after a while uh, once we get to everything settled, um, so that way they'll be uh, they'll be online as well. So thank you for everybody. Uh, that was uh, listening and, and chiming in here tonight. Uh, we appreciate that, and uh, that's that's what makes the show. So thanks uh, for that. All right, Joe, last words, anything? Um, other than uh, go Big Red <laughs> this time <laughs> of the season. And uh, hope always springs eternal here. You know, we used to be way up on top, and not not lately but uh hope springs eternal in lincoln nebraska during football season and uh make sure that you get your antennas fixed up and ready to go for the winter so a gas powered soldering iron is is a must for uh working outside with heavy antenna wires and connectors and uh just make sure you have fun and be safe and enjoy amateur radio in the uh coming cooler months yeah now uh, living in, in, in the Cincinnati area now, you know, the, the, the phrase is there's always next year. Yep. <laughs> Especially with the, with the Reds. With the Reds, exactly. That's what they're, they're talking about a lot. It was the Reds. There's always next year. And, uh, uh Troy says, sorry, my Align, I gave you an L. So, um, yes, they did. It, <laughs> so jill it says go big red so there we go we got the got the nebraska you and you and uh penny on on big bang theory the the, the nebraska fans right that's right that's right <laughs> all right well that is a wrap for this week's episode of ham talk live Thanks to my guest, Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and typing in tonight. And I invite you back next Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 
And uh, to see our upcoming guests, just go to hamtalklive.com. And if you like the show, all we ask is leave us a review. That'll help other people find the show faster. Um, so if you like the show, leave us a review. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375. And may the good DX be yours. Well, you came right back to my CQ call. 